stand with me, please? We thank you today, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your grace and your glory, your wonderful mercy and kindness. Uh, We thank you for Dr. Bernstein coming just at the right time. Those members that are not here, we lift up. Pray for traveling mercy for Tanika. We lift up those who may not be feeling well in their bodies and those also that are traveling. We honor you today and continue to pray for, we continue to pray for the family members who have lost loved ones, the Kamais, the Riggins, the Norwoods. We lift them up today. Others that we may not know, we are praying for. And thank you for, again, just the celebration for Marquette that was held yesterday, just a tremendous turnout. Thank you for this community. We do pray that, God, you will um, save the community pray that you will help the community to know there's a Savior who loves them beyond measure and is beckoning people to come. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to read a couple of passages. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 5 through 7, and then Psalm 19, excuse me, Psalm 9, 17. Okay. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. Psalm 9, 17. Give a title once I read the passages. I want to thank the members for food last week and this week, all the cooking that people did and bought and the things that you brought. We just thank you for, thank you for it all. This is what it says. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 5 through 7. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as it were an heir proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in in a low place. I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. I'm going to stop there. Psalm chapter 9. In fact, I'm just going to just quote it out of the King James Version. And this is what it says, but Psalm Chapter 9, verse 17, goes something to this effect. The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. The nation that forgets God, your Bible may say Sheol, the grave, will be turned into hell. The title this message, the same as last week, when wisdom and folly cannot come to terms, part two. When wisdom and folly, foolishness, cannot come to terms, part two. Today, not only does it appear that breaking the law pays great dividends, but protections are often set in place to undermine that which is right. 
that which is right is not upheld, you will find that which is wrong being promoted and praised. We have unfortunately today politicians advocating the breaking of law and the squelching of that which should be upheld. Those who serve to create, those who are put into place and office and those who God has given the positions Today we find people creating laws and protections that break the law and those that should be upheld are not. God made a world in which it must operate in order. It must operate in such a way that his word and that laws are upheld. If the church promotes foolishness over God's word, we will be the recipient of God working against us. We cannot, in the church, put God's word aside without consequences. One point I will be dealing with, you are responsible. You are responsible. Solomon says, there is an evil that I have seen under the sun. We oftentimes see that word evil, and we have said that it often relates and refers to that, not necessarily always dealing with a moral evil, but that which is hard to understand, that which is difficult to comprehend, an air proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich set in the low place. When something goes amiss, when something goes wrong, the one making the decision wants to get out of the consequences of the decision that he's made. When something goes awry, we want to get away from the consequences. Rulers have a very important job as they help set the tone. There's a job that rulers play, and when rulers don't uphold that which is right, regardless of the position, there's a tone that's being set. If preachers and pastors don't uphold the word of God, there is a tone that's being set. We have a mandate to proclaim God's word, whether people want to hear it or not. Rulers, rather, if you get a good lawyer, you may be able to find all types of loopholes around the law. Oftentimes, lawyers will look for those Loopholes. When I do my taxes, I look for those loopholes that, you know, I look for those areas that benefit me. <laughs> I want all the deductions. I don't really like paying taxes. I'm not a lot. I mean, I know the government has to operate, and but I don't like always having to pay, especially when it's mismanaged and misused. There, there is the responsibility 
that we have as workers in the kingdom to do that which is right. Solomon had seen many things in life. God blessed him with unusual wisdom. He had seen good leaders. He had also seen foolish leaders. He often used similes and metaphors in order to make his point and to drive home those points. Solomon, actually in verse 5, he lays the responsibility at the foot of the ruler when he says folly was put in high places. In a high position. When he says there's an heir that appears, Solomon is actually saying that the ruler, that the person in charge had put someone in a high position and it was a very foolish person. The, the idea that when we look at life and look at the fact that God has given responsibility it really makes no difference if the person meant to do wrong. I'm not talking about presidents and everything. I'm talking about the fact of in this time, because I, because I think that we have to be very, very careful. That when we look at life and look at what God does, there have been histories and things that have been done when people have been put into position. We have a democratic republic. Thank God for that. Because when people elect, I don't always agree with, thank God that when God orchestrates things, we can always say, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. The fact that what God does, Solomon saw some things in life and saw some people that he says, they put a foolish person there and he said, Rather than upholding laws and doing that which was right, said that they were given positions of influence, but those that were rich, those, in other words, he now contrasts and used rich for using wisdom, they were given a seat of no influence. Now, if you notice in Solomon's writings, he oftentimes would equate at times poverty with those that are wise. He sometimes would flip it. And then would say, those that were rich. And I'm saying to you that, as I oftentimes said, there's nothing wrong with riches. We oftentimes strive for that. I say strive for it. But do it in the right way. Don't demean people because of, they, because of what they have. Because guess what? If you had the opportunity, you would want it too. And go after it. That's not the issue. But Solomon oftentimes it shows that the poverty tied to the wise. And he used the old man that saved the city that we just spoke about recently by his wisdom. But because he wasn't a person of influence, he wasn't remembered. But Solomon in this passage now is using the rich as a means of saying, here is the wise, but they were not given the position. The ruler put someone in place that was foolish. What happened when Solomon saw these things? It was an evil to him. It was, in other words, it was hard to understand. He observed it. In fact, Solomon's own son 
Solomon went off the scene, when Solomon died, his son became the leader. And rather than taking the counsel of those that had advised his fathers and those that were older and wise and says, Rehoboam, if you listen to the people and follow their instructions and, and, and do things a little bit differently than your dad did in regards to the burdens, the people will follow you. But what he did, he rejected their counsel and he sought the counsel of those that he grew up with. It's a dangerous thing when young people only seek the counsel of young people. And say, the old people can't tell me anything. Those are the old ways. Well, keep living. Your ways will become the old ways too. When young people say that, I want to hear what my friends have to say. Solomon, son, Rehoboam, decided to follow the advice of his youngsters, his friends, his buddies. And not only was it foolish, God had already set in place to use foolishness to, do, to turn the kingdom and to tear the kingdom from his hands. Because of his father's sin. When his father had rebelled against God. But the Lord said to Solomon, because of your father David, and it's hard for me, the fact that he loved me, I'm not going to tear the kingdom out of your hands, but I'm going to tear it out of the hands of your son. And so his son listened to foolishness and true to God's word, the kingdom was torn from his hand, divided. You've got to be so very careful that you adhere to the word of God. That you are careful to not follow instructions of the foolish. When my friends were sometimes going to do evil, and I knew I shouldn't go, many times I didn't, but there were some times when I did, and it was at that point that I wished I wasn't there. That time, why did I decide to go? Those times were times when I wish I had made a different decision. When I shouldn't have been cutting school that particular day. I didn't cut much, hardly ever really. But on the day that I did and then somebody did something, I'm thinking I'm with this group and I'm a part of them and I'm getting blamed for something I didn't do but because I was there. Why did I choose that? When they say, come on, Marcus, go. Come on, everybody go. Come on. Okay. Come to regret it later. We've got to be careful. We've got to be careful that we don't follow something. You sometimes got to check in your spirit. Don't go. But I want them to like me. They're going to desert you when you get in trouble. You on your own. <laughs> I'm sorry. I remember one time me and my brother was at the house <laughs> and uh, we were eating dinner. I, he may not even remember this. He got the whooping, I didn't. 
I remember this. We were there eating dinner, and for some reason, we, we just couldn't stop laughing. I said, y'all knock it off. And we were doing, just doing something. And I knocked that off. You know, we were doing something. We wouldn't stop. We were just acting up. <laughs> and I was about to bust up, and I yelled at Ronnie, stop laughing, Ronnie. <laughs> you did it. And he busted out, because I know I was about to blow it. And my Ronnie upstairs. <laughs> He's the one that got in trouble, and I'm downstairs thinking, ooh, that was a close one. <laughs> I was about to get in trouble, but I, 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 I shifted the blame <laughs> right over here. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever, you know, you know you want to do, supposed to do something, your parents didn't knock that off, and you got the giggles, and you couldn't stop about something? And something happens, and oh my goodness, you know, and so those things happen. But I tell you, when your friends are trying to pull you, man, you will be so glad if you don't do it at the end. Once you stand, especially if you get in trouble. I didn't like it. Sometimes I say, oh, thank God I didn't go to this. I've gone to some places. Me and my friends, I'll tell you this and I'll move on. We, we, We went down to the motorcycle races. This is a sad, but my friend Derek and James Bullock, this is where we had our bikes. A bunch of us went down, and David went with us. We took our bikes, and we drove down to Laguna Seca to the motorcycle racing. You know you're on motorcycle. You know you're going to go fast. Ain't no way. Highway 1. Got on Highway 1. Zoom, 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 zoom. We were just going, just flying. And then on the, and then on the way back, somehow we got separated. It was just me, Derek, and, and James Bullock on the way back and got separated from the, the others. But we had a blast down there. But on the way back, we're coming through, and we see Porsches. We come up next to the Porsche and do our little engine, and they take off. We take off. You know, just fun. But we got to the city in San Francisco. I said, came to us. I said, fellas, we need to slow down. We need to not do this in the, in the city. It's too, many, too much traffic. On the road, I did a little bit different, but we need to slow down. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Got to a light on 19th Avenue. Lo and behold, they took off again. I said, oh, Lord. But they had an accident. And I saw it happen in front of me. Coming through that tunnel on 19th Avenue, right before you come towards the bridge, there's a tunnel there coming by the Presidios. And Derek and James, their bikes, just the back tire, but because of the speed they were going, the bikes went. And the only thing that I saw were sparks and parts. And my concern was, oh, they died. I see body parts. I was so concerned. And people that were across the street heard and came running out the house, and the ambulance and everything came. I ran up to, got to Marin City, jumped off the bike, told my dad what happened, got in my little Volkswagen, little white Volkswagen, ran to David Jones. I said, David, we got to go to the city. James and Derek has been in an accident. So David jumped up, and we ran over to the city. Thank God they were okay. But I was glad that I said, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I didn't. But to this day, that rings in my mind and in my heart that, that there are sometimes we do things when we're younger and we don't oftentimes think about the consequences. There are times when we will ignore sound advice. And when a ruler does that and then puts a person in a high position, you can be sure that there will be eventually corruption and problems later on. 
when we don't heed sound advice. Solomon said, I see a king, a ruler, put someone in authority that shouldn't be there. And the person that was righteous, that was had wisdom, was put down, given a seat. In other words, no influence. When a people decide that they don't want to adhere to that which is right, the only thing that can come out of that is that which is bad and wrong. You will have problems. Rehoboam, as I mentioned, he lost the kingdom because he refused to listen to the advice of the elders. Friendships can run the danger of blinding people to that which can be a wise decision. Some people have been blackmailed by friendships into doing something. If you're my friend, you will do this. It's really something for those in high school to have to watch out for. I think some people, when they go to college, professors have lost their minds. We are in a culture today that just does not make sense. When you go for an education, you go for a debate, and everything that's not politically correct is shut down. They're in a position of influence. So today, rather than having dialogue, you disagree, we riot. The nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. Many in society today foolishly make decisions on whether they like someone or if they will listen to a person based on what they have. I like you because of, rather, rather than it being based on your integrity, your wisdom, based on the fact that this is sound judgment. No! Who are you? It's a sad thing when that happens in the church, when God's word is laid out and people says, I don't want God's word. We are a blessed people to be in a country that has the privilege of being able to read God's word without fear of the police, without fear of anybody coming in and taking our lives. We are a blessed people. And we often don't do not recognize the fact that we are blessed. Solomon says, there's an heir that I've seen. Then he goes on to say, I've seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. What is he saying? You see, back in the time of the Bible, people became slaves many times when there was war. If you were captured, you became the vassal of the nation that captured you. And because of the battle, they would take not only the people, but they would take also their cities and rename them. They oftentimes would burn down the cities and, bring, and build them back up. But they would become the people or the vassals of the conquering nation. So when you think of slaves, this is how oftentimes the person became a slave. They may have been free, but they lost the battle. And Solomon says, I've seen those. Can you imagine the 
prince has just won the battle. And the slave that would normally be having to walk in chains, the prince is having to walk and the slave is on the horse riding. The captive, that which shouldn't be, wait, wait a minute, this is backwards. What is he saying? It was something that one wouldn't expect. Can you imagine? You just won the battle, and the person you captured, get off that horse. Start to walk him. They put you get they get on the horse. Wait a minute. I'm the one that just defeated you. And so when you look at it, Solomon saying, it's backwards. We live in a world today because they have refused to adhere to God's word. Things that should go forward, things of wisdom is now turned backwards and we see the very reverse. Why? Because a nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. We see it being carried out right before our eyes over the years where God's word and that which is right is discarded. And the repercussions happens oftentimes years later. And once you start something, it is out of your control. Whoever may have started, whoever may have been the catalyst, no longer can start, no longer can control it. We talked last week, two examples, Assembly Bill 2943. We talked about, about Norma McCorphy and, and, the, and, and, and abortion, the Roe Wade, and, and 1973, and how she became a Christian, excuse me, and became an advocate, and you don't even hear about that aspect of her life. She died last year, 2017. A believer working against the very thing that she stood for. Initially, there was a change. But that agenda was not what people wanted to hear. We live in a world today that does not like God's law. Hmm. When we would rather do our own thing, and we would rather be popular rather than righteous, we've got a problem. I am convinced that if foolishness is said in high places, that which undermines that which is righteous, it will lead to ruin. We've seen it over the years. But in the church, if people say, oh, I'm tired of hearing the word of God, can we? Listen to something else besides the word. No, we start right over and start going over again because you're going to get something new and different. That's one of the wonderful things about God's word. He keeps it fresh. You might be going through something, one thing today, and tomorrow that same scripture will say something totally different to you. You know what always led to a people doing having God's favor is when they simply returned back to him. It's foolishness. It's a foolish thing to do wrong and say, well, I'm going to keep right on doing wrong and doing that which is not right. Remember, 
nation that forgets God will be turned into hell. God has blessed us tremendously. Do you find yourself complaining more or do you find yourself praising more? Do you not know that you are rich in this society, in this world in which we live? That there are people in other countries that would look at you and say, oh, if I could just sleep at your front door, oh, on the floor with a sheet. Oh, look at food every day. You can walk, you can go to the doctors, you can walk down the street without fear of losing your life. And we don't stop to say, my God, how blessed we are, but say, what we don't have What would happen if we just stopped and say, God, may I honor you who are in authority and those you put in authority. May I do that which is right. May I look at what you have done and bless and praise your name. What would happen if our complaining turned to blessings and praise? We sing a song, blessings, glory, and honor. Oh, what if that became our heartbeat? The moment you began to complain or you began to look at making a foolish decision, to say, oh, let me pause and look at the grace and glory of God. God is a very present help right in the midst and time of trouble. When you don't think there's an escape, when you are moved to do that which is wrong, watch for the escape. There's one near. There's always. But if that escape bypasses, you might miss that opportunity. Oh, the goodness of God. Stand to your feet. What happens when folly and wisdom cannot come to terms, then you get leaders, you get people, Solomon saw, put in places that shouldn't be. What happens in the church when the church refuses to acknowledge the word of God? We get foolishness. But oh, may we say, God, we want there to be wisdom and righteousness in high places. We want to look to your word. We want to look to the author and the finisher of our faith. We want to be careful that when we are invited to do wrong, that we note the source and say, no, I'd rather be counted among the wise. Lord, we love you today, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for blessing us to be here. We pray that God, we continue to always evaluate as we say.
your word, and the life in which we live. Have your way in this place. And as we leave this place, we pray that the word may not be snatched by the enemy. When we, God, are, are being prompted to do that which goes against that which is wise, and we are being led to choose that which is foolish, may we make the right decision. Solomon saw it. He stared it in the face. And he laid it out before us. So may we listen to the words of God as you have given to him. And adhere to your word. Now bless us as we go today to be a blessing Keep us. May we have a wonderful time in you, knowing that you have blessed us abundantly. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.